Hello, friend. Welcome back to Meg Living Inside Out. This is episode 17 of our series on friendship, The Antidote to Jealousy. But godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6.6 Over a month ago, I released a podcast on jealousy, and... While I'm very pleased with what I recorded in that episode, I walked away and thought about it, and I realized there was an entire element of jealousy that I never talked about, which was the antidote. How do you overcome jealousy? Now, I do want to offer as a disclaimer that um, some struggles are harder in this area than others. I've never lost a child, and I am now happily married, and so if those things are particular to you, you may benefit more from another podcast that is specific advice about those topics. Because I have not lived those things, I cannot be specific to those. So please, if you are in that situation and you listen to this episode, please do not take any of my advice personally if I misspeak in a way that doesn't apply well to one of those topics. Now, with that disclaimer, contentment is very clearly the antidote to jealousy, as I shared in the verse. But what does contentment look like? You know, we see pictures and Instagram reels of beautiful aesthetics and vacation homes and white walls with a single orchid on the table and just very clean and peaceful environments. But that's actually not what contentment is. It has very little to do with our external surroundings. Contentment has more to do with our mindset in the midst of whatever surroundings we have. Now, to be fair, this is certainly easier in some times of life than in others, but efforts can still be made in this direction, and God is honored by those. It is hard to find contentment in painful seasons. And um, I remember coming out of one of those really dark times, um, one of the hardest of my life. And God had been so gracious to give me very meaningful, refreshing, quiet times with him during that season because there was so little to refresh me outside of that. And... I recognized that and I was grateful for it. Um, When I finally got out of that season and I got into a season of more stability and contentment, I found myself incredibly grateful. I was grateful for money in my bank account and food on my plate and work to provide an income and you know, even though it was entry-level work and entry-level pay, it was still something. Um, and uh, community that God brought me. Um, and community that God even provided through that difficult time. Um, I, I remember coming out of it and just recognizing my thankfulness as just being grateful for every ray of sunshine after a dark long night and so maybe that's where you are and i 
I'm so far removed from that season. Um, my life is still hard, just different ways. Um, I'm incredibly blessed. Um, my quiet times are not nearly as deep. <laughs> um, you know, God gave me something very special in his presence in that season. And that was what held me through. So, I guess I'll start by telling a story. When I was in this season of, you know, you know, just going through singleness and uh, I was stable, but life was still hard. I remember saying, God, I know I can't afford a dog right now, but I would really like a dog. So maybe when I get married, I'll have a dog. And I prayed over that consistently. And I try to be very careful about what I promise myself. But it was a very clear hope that I had. I wanted a dog. Now, the first time that I met my husband, Ben, um, he visited my family home and we were going on a walk and um, there, we, we had a little moment where we, he took the relationship to the next level and, you know, just heightened the commitment. And he asked how soon I could get to Alabama and sweet things like that. So one of the things that he told me was he had dog allergies and cat allergies. And without missing a beat, I said, I will never ask you to live with a dog. Here, I'd wanted this for years, and I knew if this is what is in my husband's best interest, I'm, I'm not going to fight that. I'm not going to challenge his quality of life because of something that I have hoped for. You know, Ben is more important to me than a dog, and I'm not going to fight that. Now, if we have the opportunity to find a hypoallergenic cat at some point, we might consider getting a cat. Um, but also, we would have to have the budget, uh, the money in the budget for a cat, and that's not been something God's provided. That's not been an opportunity. So we've just left that alone. And if we're supposed to have a cat at some point, We'd be open to it, but uh, God would probably have to gift us a hypoallergenic cat. So, um, fast forward several years, we get married. We live in apartment number one, two, and three, and we finally move into a house. We've been in this house for six months, and one day I decide to walk around the neighborhood. Um, actually, that's that's the short version of the story. The long version of the story is that... I texted my friend Elena if she wanted some plants, but I t meant to text my church friend Elena, and instead I texted my neighbor friend Elena, and neighbor friend Elena said, would you love to go on a walk today? And yes, I would love your plants. And I said, sure, I would go on a walk with her, and I was feeling really crappy this day. My energy was just in the pits, and it was not happening. Um, I've had one of those days today, for better or worse, and I've just... Tried to make the most of it and rest in it. Um, so, yeah. Low energy days still happen. It's a thing. Um, also, I need to reorder my vitamins. That would probably help. <laughs> Anyways. So, a few hours pass by and it's time for Elena to go on her walk. And I am still not feeling any better. But I agreed to go on this walk with her. And so, 
I put on some flip-flops and I walk to the end of my driveway and I meet her and I'm like, Elena, I don't have the wherewithal to walk with you today. I'm sorry, but you know, I just wanted, I at least wanted to say hi and show my face. And so I'd walked down the hill a little bit to see her and she was walking up. And so I walked with her and we talked and then we passed my driveway. And then we got a few feet past my yard and I realized I did have the energy to walk. And so I said, Elena, let me go put my shoes on and I will walk with you. So I ran and put my shoes on. I went out with Elena and that was the day that I met Brutus. Specifically, I met Brutus's owner, whose name shall remain private, and Brutus. And she turned around and said to me, um, we were literally just passing and said hello, pleasantries. And she turned around and said, Do you, does anyone know of someone who could dog sit for me? And I said, I would love to dog sit for you. And that's the story of how I met Brutus. And Brutus is actually sitting a few feet away from me. I love him. <sighs> yeah, he's my baby. And um, he is the closest thing that I have had to a dog up to this point. And uh, not only did I dog sit Brutus for a couple weekends that year, I have walked Brutus consistently since October of 2021. It is now, it is, I'm recording this on the end of June 2022. So it has been a really wonderful, precious season of Brutus. And I have, you know, 525,000 pictures of Brutus in my phone and all of that fun stuff. And uh, if you've been on Instagram, you may have seen a few pictures that I have of him. He's in a couple of my reels, and uh, I'm very proud to share the handsome boy that he is with the world. So, all that to say, I chose to find contentment and, you know, enjoy the pets that I had access to when I did. And then out of the blue, once I got to this neighborhood, God gifted me with a surrogate dog, you know, getting to be a surrogate dog owner. And that has been such a gift. Um, and um, I'm incredibly grateful for it. The other area of life that's been really hard for me in jealousy has been beauty. Homes that are beautiful, artwork, uh, seeing, going through a museum gift shop. I love those places. Oh my word. Um, that has been genuinely hard for me, and it's the kind of thing where I learned to hide my exposure to those things, because I knew how much I wanted them, and just the desire, the temptation to covet and be jealous was so strong, and I also knew my own weakness. I love clothes shopping, I spent a lot of money on thrift, clothes over the years and which is not a bad thing but I, I I definitely went over the deep end and I bought things I didn't need um and the self-talk that has finally come out of it is this that is beautiful I'm so glad it exists if I choose to find contentment that I am seeing beauty 
right now. And if I am getting to benefit and rejoice in its existence right now in this moment, that frees me from having to possess it or own it. There is an open hand there of God. Thank you for creating this. (laughs) Brutus is playing with his bed. Hang on. Truly, though, thankfulness is the antidote to jealousy. And even if it's a beautiful vista in another, another country that I may never see, or it's an incredible mansion that I will never live in, I can be thankful that those things exist, that human development and flourishing um, has gotten to a place where they're real. And if there's that quality of life for the top 1%, then that's going to trickle down and increase the quality of life for the top 5%, for the top 20%. And again, economics is very important. Go research that on your own. But I have learned I have learned to say, God, thank you that that exists. And even if I never experience it in this life, thank you that this beauty represents your perfection and your creativity. And I know one day I will experience that, you, in completeness. Scripture tells us that Jesus tells us in scripture that he is preparing a place for us. He is preparing a mansion, a castle, a city. And, you know, city and country, both are beautiful in their own right. I'm more of a country girl myself, but I can appreciate, I can appreciate God's beauty when it is represented. And, Knowing that one day I will experience, you know, the beauty that I'm seeing on that Tumblr post on my tiny little screen in fullness, in heaven, gives me contentment. And it gives me that peace of, I don't have to worry about striving to go on vacation here and now. I don't have to worry about striving to have a a huge big house here and now you know and and with with a big house comes responsibility you know that those buildings don't clean themselves and they have a lot of toilets <laughs> i have one toilet and it is hard for me to clean that so i'm going to prioritize stewarding and being trustworthy stewarding well what i have here and those who are faithful with little will be faithful with much. And even if that doesn't look big to other people by worldly standards, I know that what God has trusted me with is enough. What I have today is enough. And these houses, as beautiful as they are, are shacks, slum shacks compared to the mansion and the city that God is preparing for us. When I choose to think of this life 
as camping in the woods. You know, maybe there's a root in your back when you lay down on the ground and, you know, your shoes are cold and um, you have to, it's a, it's a complicated process to heat up water. That is this life compared to eternity. And when we get our perspective shifted so that we don't get surprised by inconveniences, imperfections in this life, it frees us so much. Accept that what you desire, that desire for perfection, will be satisfied on the other side. If this podcast has given you something to think about, something you need to work through and process, I would encourage you to visit the link in the description, inversedream.com slash podcast slash friendship. There will be a web form there that will connect you with a digital mentor who wants to help and encourage you in your walk with Christ. This is not a professional counselor, simply a Christian who wants to encourage you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Meg. I love my Jesus, and I believe in living inside out. Now it's your turn. Go and live it.